Hi everybody, this is Ben and this is Ben's Week in Medical School, sharing knowledge about the human body and glimpses into life in medical school. This podcast is for your entertainment and education. I do my best to present accurate information, but this is not professional medical advice and does not represent the views of my medical school. This is episode 205, and I'm wrapping up week 54 of medical school. It was a good week, starting off learning about the kidneys, and I got my score back for my practice board exam. We have a big milestone in medical school that we will cross this week, so I'm going to talk about that in the podcast, and a question from my sister, Catherine. Here we go. I took a practice test for my first board exam last week. I improved my score a bit, but not as much as I would have liked. Here was my thinking going in. I did pretty well on my first attempt back in March, so now that I've learned three more organ systems, I'll do way better on this one. Well, I improved, but not very dramatically. So the take-home message is that before the next practice exam, I need to practice taking the practice exam with practice questions. The key word being practice. I mentioned that we're having a big milestone in medical student curriculum this week. It's a moment that some dread and some laugh off, but undoubtedly everyone is at least a little uncomfortable about, our first digital rectal exam. In this case, we are practicing examining a real person's prostate with our index finger. The finger is what the digit in digital rectal exam refers to, not some sort of fancy computer that saves medical students the awkwardness of putting our gloved finger up someone's bum. Back in the old days, medical students would not get to experience this unique moment in training until they were actually working in the hospital, and a real patient came in with a medical problem that indicated a physical exam, including the rectum and the prostate. A resident would tap you on the shoulder and say, come with me, perhaps beckoning with their index finger, And the medical student would follow toward the room, and along the way, the resident might say, Mr. Johnson in room 42 is having trouble urinating, and you're going to do a digital rectal exam. We're a bit more scientific now and intelligent about the whole thing. We book out all of the second floor conference rooms in the medical school, close the blinds, and uh, maybe dim the lights and have a real completely fabricated teaching moment. So who will I be examining? Uh, The answer is, we'll be examining MUTAs. M-U-T-A is an acronym for Male Urogenital Teaching Associate. This is a trained adult who helps teach physical exam skills involving the penis and the rectum. From what I understand, the MUTAs will provide feedback about our manner and affect and using the right language. And most importantly, perhaps they can confirm when we have hit the spot, so to speak. They are familiar with the feeling of having their prostate examined and can tell us medical students whether we're doing it right. So you can imagine that this has the potential to be a pretty awkward experience, but I think it's a better way to teach this skill than having to do it for the first time on an actual patient, and I'll report back on how it goes. My sister Catherine went to a Guns N' Roses concert in Detroit a few days ago. And as a dutiful and concerned brother, I answered her question when she asked whether I thought she should wear a mask. I said, yes, you should wear a mask. I recommended that she wear one of her N95 masks, since those are better at actually keeping the wearer from inhaling virus particles than those blue surgical paper masks 
So I receive a text and I quote, if I can smell weed through my N95, is my N95 working the way it should? Thanks for the question, Catherine. I think your mask is probably working fine. N95s are tested to filter out 95%, that's where the 95 comes from, 95% of particles that are bigger than 0.3 microns. So for some perspective, a common value for the width of a human hair, the diameter of a single hair is 75 microns. 0.3 microns, everything bigger than that is kept out by the mask. Human hair is 75 microns. That's 20 times bigger. So 0.3 microns is small. And they're great for dust, which is often larger than 0.3 microns. So people would sometimes use them for home projects. But what we care about, of course, is weed at the Guns N' Roses concert. Fresh cannabis can have a fruity and citrusy or piney smell. The chemicals that people are smelling are volatile and they evaporate into the air at room temperature and when the, when the cannabis is smoked. And these are tiny, tiny chemicals. One example is lemonine, limonene. It has only 10 carbons and 16 hydrogens and its total size is 10 angstroms, which is 0.001 microns. So that's one one hundredth the size of a virus particle of a SARS-CoV-2 virus. The weed smell is going to go through your mask completely freely. There are other masks that can block certain vapors. And interestingly, they don't do it by just making the filter smaller and smaller. You actually pass the air through charcoal and charcoal is kind of sticky to some of those smelly molecules, including vapors from like gasoline, but also weed or tobacco smoke. Long story short, smelling weed through your N95 mask is nothing to be worried about unless it's coming from your doctor maybe, but your mask is still probably working fine. Thanks for the question, Catherine. That's it for the podcast this week. I have an exciting week coming up with some big milestones that I talked about, and uh, I answered a question about smelling weed through your N95. Don't worry about it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks to David Funkhauser for our intro and outro music. And if you want to send me an email, my address is ben at bensweek.com. Have a great week.